Love changes a person, whether it's love given or love received. When we receive gratuitous love, unmerited love, unearned love from someone, it changes us. When we give it to someone, or when we fall in love, it changes us. And it doesn't just change us a little. It doesn't just change what we do. It changes the way we think. It changes the way we see the world as well. I'm at that time in my life where most of my friends and family are married and having kids, and it's really beautiful and wonderful to see the changes that go on in my friends and family. In particular, this, these last two years, to see the change that's happened in my older brother, who was a very successful man at a young age, who works very hard, who has put a lot of energy, effort, into having a successful career, and also the bachelor lifestyle. And yet, he met his wife. They fell in love. They got married. They now have a son. And I was able to spend a, couple, a, little, a few days with him this summer. And you just see that not only has my brother's actions changed, but also the way in which he thinks, the way in which he sees the world. He no longer sees it through just his eyes, but he sees it with the eyes of his wife and child. As much as we know this, this change of heart, this change of life that comes from love, we also sadly know the change that comes when love stops to define a relationship, or when my love and actions is different from my love and thought when I act nicely toward a person, but I really don't care for them in my heart, when my mind and actions fail to line up. We see this explicitly in the gospel today. The Pharisees and scribes, the Jews, as we heard in the first reading, have received from God the greatest act of love he gives to, the people, to people, period, before Jesus Christ comes into this world, and that is the law. He gives them and reveals to himself who he is, what he wants to be in relationship with his people. And they have so turned their hearts from the Lord that what they do and what they think are so vastly different. That they've been given this wonderful gift and they use it to punish, they use it to judge, they use it to inflict, but doesn't really change their hearts. An encounter with God, the living God, who St. John tells us in his first epistle is love, should change us entirely, body and soul, body and mind. The way in which we view the world after an encounter with God, the living God, with Jesus Christ, should be different. Than before. It also requires, as we know from any loving relationship though, a constant recommitment, a constant renewal, a constant openness to conversion and change. When we become stultified and ossified in relationships, we stop loving. We love a thing. We love a use. We don't enjoy. We don't love the beloved on the other side. But as we heard in the second reading from the letter of St. James, that we're called, and when we start to live in relationship with this God, it changes. He says, be hearers and doers of the word. That the Lord should challenge us both in what we do with our brothers and sisters, but also in what we bring into our hearts, 
what we meditate upon. The life of the Christian is not simply that of social services. It's not simply providing, it's also praying. There was this tug of war in the early church in particular that's different from our own life. In our own time, it's what do you do? How do you produce? How efficient are you? But in the early church, it was oftentimes the opposite. Run away. Hide from the world. And what is St. James saying is that to be a Christian is to both act in love with my brothers and sisters, but also to act in my heart and in my mind, to be open to being converted in what I do and also what I think. In the Acts of the Apostles, in Acts 2.42, after 3,000 are brought into the church in one day, what do they do? They commit themselves to the teaching of the apostles, to fellowship, the breaking of the bread and prayers. That immediately when the new Christians, the newest, the first Christians were brought into the community, they were challenged to be converted in heart and in action. To change how they relate to others in terms of externally and to change how they relate to God internally. To listen to what's being taught as opposed to projecting onto the church what they think is best. To be both passive and active. And when we start to see this in our own life, when we have this balance of internal reflection and conversion as well as external love and service of others, we start to see this radical concept, which is the Christian worldview. And I could go on for hours, but because I love you, I won't. But here's the thing. Here's the basic premise of the Christian worldview. And it is radical, because a lot of other worldviews, ideas, and I'm not saying that this is like the Christian worldview is one philosophy we all have to subscribe to, but it's a way of looking at the world. St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine had very different philosophies, but they came down pretty clearly on the same side of this, right? The Christian worldview starts with a basic premise. Each one of us, each one of you, the person sitting next to you, your greatest enemy, has equal dignity and value. When we start to view the world that way, it challenges us. It sometimes hurts. But when we start to view the world that way, we see even our enemies, even with people we wholeheartedly and fully disagree and maybe even hate, even with those people we treat with evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, those kinds of things, we start to see them not as the enemy, not as the evil one, not as the one to be rejected, but as the prize, as the beloved, as my brother, as my sister. But this must start within. We can't just change our actions. We have to be converted in heart. And all of this starts with love. All of this starts with an encounter with Christ where we go to Him and we don't judge Him. We go to Him and we don't impose what we want from Him, but we go to Him and we ask. We receive. We listen. And the prophet Ezekiel, God says to the people, I will take your cold and dead hearts out and I will put within you a living heart. And this is what happens when we encounter the Lord. This is what happens when we fall in love. This is what happens when God's word becomes our word. We look at our brothers and sisters in a new way. Friends, this world and this church needs each of you, each 
of us to be men and women of prayer, men and women converted in heart, converted in life, integrated, so that who I am in my head and who I am in relationship to you is the same person. The Lord offers us freedom, and it starts with love.